Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. I shall attempt to bring lightness to the darkness inside of Mark Lawrence's mind this morning oh. by exposing him to new horizons of thought and. You're exposed, Joe. Don't you worry about that. All right. <laughs> Welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is my foil this morning, and uh, for all things that are common sense. Could I be your nemesis instead? R- resp- yes. All right. Be okay. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds a little <laughs> bit more Marvel than than my foil. Yeah, it sounds like something you take out to wrap something in in the refrigerator. <laughs> all right. So welcome on board, everybody. It is uh, WKOK's Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. And Joe nor I get to argue but through Rob Center, our fabulous producer. But So we appreciate his uh, help and hard work putting us on the radio. we got a half a dozen emails, so we'll try to sift through some of those as time permits. And uh, what, a dozen texts or something? It was just crazy yesterday. Yeah, we had a busy day. We didn't get to everything, so we owe these folks a chance to have their comments heard. All right. So we got texts and emails all set, and we have open phones, so you can talk about whatever you wish to. Joe apparently has something that related to uh, what is this language in the Senate? No, the House. The The House. House. They're doing this crazy thing where they want to take away all gender references. So instead of father and mother, you're now parent. Instead of aunt or uncle, you are parents, siblings. Okay, so, so we, instead of saying uncle, I got to say parent, sibling, four syllable, uncle, two syllables. All right, so we can talk and about one that. One syllable. Uh, we also have the president went down to Georgia last night, and the uh, devil went down to Georgia. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> he's he's literally unhinged. It's, it's really a shame, and I guess there's a lot of people who feel like he do he does, you know, that all the things are the way they are, that he says they are, that they're not really. But the trouble <laughs> Would is, you run is, that by me again. Well, you know, <laughs> talk about a. It is sentence. perfectly okay if you feel super strongly uh, that absolutely no child in the neighborhood set foot on your lawn. But what is sad is that he's the president of the United States. I guess that, you know, we talked about that the strange phone call on Saturday that he delivered and then was leaked on Sunday. But what is worst about it is that this is the leader of the free world, you know, spinning this yarn about how the election is stolen and, and believing the rumors that he hears and literally picking up information from Facebook memes that people have posted. So in any event, okay, so we can talk about that. Uh, the big Senate voting is underway, so we may have in some... Georgia? Cl- yeah, we might have some clarity on that in the days ahead, I hey, suppose. Maybe we could play a little Ray Charles, Georgia on my mind, or the devil went down to Georgia. Both of seem apropos. Okay, and let's see, we also, let's see, what else is cooking? Maybe uh, Rob can dig them up for bumper tomorrow? music. tomorrow? The certification of electors is tomorrow, and... And the election results are tomorrow, probably. We, does. we probably won't know them. They're awfully close. 
for the Georgia race. Yes, right. the Georgia so, races. And then in the U.S. Uh, Senate and House, the certification of electors is tomorrow. And uh, Fred Keller has indicated that he will be among the people objecting. So he's on that list. And uh, he says, really, the key is uh, just these last-minute changes in the election uh, perpetrated by the governor. And I, th- I think he's in good standing in that regard about, uh, you know, the governor just, I mean, I, I wouldn't, if I were a Democratic candidate, I wouldn't want a Republican governor saying, oh, you know, we got to do, we got to make some unfair changes that change the rules of the last but minute. But look at what happened. We have a story right here in Pennsylvania, since you brought this up, that I yeah. sent you this morning. Uh, Republican leaders confirmed that Senator Jim Brewster of Allegheny County will not be permitted to take his the oath of office tomorrow, or today, I guess it is, when the legislature returns to launch a new two-year sen- uh, sentence. Boy, that's the truth. Two-year session. <laughs> the top Republicans in the Senate, Jake, <laughs> Jake Corman, <laughs> said that he and his colleagues believe a decision and a legal challenge brought by Brewster's GOP opponent is necessary before the chamber can act. Now, here's the situation. In Allegheny County, they counted some uh, hundred or so ballots, maybe more than that, where the signature was not on the front of the envelope as required. At all. At all. And in Westmoreland County, which is part of the same district, they did not count them. So the woman is saying she wants... She's asking that they not count them in Allegheny County. I guess either that, the Democrat could go in and say, well, count them in Westmoreland. But I I think that's a valid point. You know, we we keep saying that the Republicans are trying to disenfranchise people, but that's a serious issue. If they were not, if if they weren't treated fairly in both counties, in both parts of the district, there's a legitimate complaint. Now, the state courts, all controlled by Democrats, have ruled in favor of the Democrat. So that's not a, that's a surprise. Supreme Court won't take it up because they say states run their elections as they see fit. There's not federal issues that are raised here. But there is an issue of fairness and equal treatment mm-hmm. under sure. the law. Well, and other- I think, you know, I don't dis- I don't agree with Fred Keller doing what he's going to do today, this or tomorrow, this uh, no vote on that. I don't think that's necessary. But his view and his observation, and he sent out a news release about this earlier, I guess it was late last week we had it in the news, is that the election rules were changed, changed, changed in a manner that is partisan, but it doesn't really matter how they were changed. They were changed, changed, changed at the last minute. And so that's unfair. It's not right. It's, uh, you know, and I I agree. You know, in this particular case, uh, I don't think it impacted the election. Fortunately, in most of these races, uh, President Trump around here or uh, Joe Biden, you know, had clear enough victories. So these kind of subtleties don't make a difference. But in this county, this Westmoreland-Allegheny County issue certainly could. It's a very well, close would race. if the if those votes that were taken were taken away, that were not signed as required by law, the Republican would have won. Right. Yeah. This is a clear violation of uh, what statute in this state that says the uh, you know if you, if you, you do this. Um, well, should the law be voting? upheld? If, if you know that's my problem with mail-in voting. If you're not going to adhere to the law then there's a serious problem. It's unfair to the candidates. It's unfair to their supporters and the people who voted for them. And ultimately, it's also unfair to the entire electorate because we all want to have faith in our elections. And in Pennsylvania, you have some counties curing ballots where they do an initial canvas and 
other counties, they don't do an initial canvas. That's when you open the ballot. Make sure that, right. that you don't open the uh, you don't look at the actual ballot itself. You don't open the secrecy ballot, but uh, you open the ballot in which the uh, the or the envelope in which the ballot arrived to make sure that everything's in order. And in some counties, they see things aren't in order. They contact the voter and say, "You forgot to sign this, or the dates don't match up, or you for, you know you don't have this uh, this way, whatever it is." And um, in those circumstances, they would call the voter or notify them electronically or whatever. And in other counties, they don't do that. Well, suppose I was driving down the highway, as you often accuse me of, at 65 miles an hour in a 30-mile zone. No, 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 you don't speed that fast. A policeman stops me. You just me. go 70 all the time in a 55. <laughs> a policeman stops me and, I, and says to me, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you go back up, back up, and then come back at the right speed and I'll let you go. <laughs> You know, well, that's not the way things work. You either follow the law or you get you pay the price. All right. So those are the, the things that are in play today. The Pennsylvania Senate, one individual not going to be sworn in until this election dispute in Western PA is resolved. The president was in Georgia yesterday spinning and, and his And there's yarns one again. more as the result of that. Uh, he intimated last night that he was looking forward to Vice President Pence doing something that the Constitution, I don't believe, permits, and that's editing the results. I mean, well, he has a very limited role in all of this, and the president seems to be calling for him to become somewhat aggressive and throw out votes. Well, now, he claims he wants to impose martial law and sort of just take over the White House. How does that work? Where, where did he imply that? I didn't hear that. He says the military will help him and Mike Pence will help him to stay in office. So how how does martial law work? What's, what is a circumstance under which you can do that? I'm trying to remember if we ever had, well, we have had martial law declared in riots. You know, and basically you curfew, people stay off the streets. Mm-hmm. The president can take pretty drastic action under a declaration of martial law. Okay. Uh, I guess he could order the military to uh, physically restrain Joe Biden from t- coming into the White House. But if he does that, that's a constitutional crisis beyond anything we've ever had in this country. Trying to change the results of an election by declaring martial law is an act worthy of a banana republic at its worst. Well, there you go. All right. So Joe agrees with me that the president is capable of such actions. So no, I, I don't believe he'll do it. But oh, you I don't hope think he will. Okay. You know, it's it's frightening that he would even intimate something like that in this country. You know, we right. are a nation governed by laws, not by strong men and tyrants. Next, we'll be going around giving the Nazi salute and yelling Heil Trump if that's what it's going to take. <laughs> well, that's ah, never mind. No, I, you know, seriously, I, yeah. I, I've supported the president in many ways. I think his policies were good. But right now, I'm embarrassed by what he's doing. I think he should just gracefully exit the stage and, you know, turn it over to Joe Biden and then lead the resistance. I mean, he he had the he had people fighting him for the entire four years of his presidency. I think he owes it to the Democrats to give them a dose of the same medicine. But not not from trying to stay in the White House, but by leaving and trying to organize protests and demonstrations and things like that to support his cause. Folks, what is your view on all of this? Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is the open phone. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. We do have emails aplenty, so do you have a particular email? 
email or text where you wish to start Well, this, this one is rather long, and I don't know that we can get to it, but our most recent email says, it appears that soon we may be living in the progressive utopia of higher taxes, $5 a gallon heating oil and $6 a gallon for gasoline, and dependent on the Saudis for that. Government-run health care, jobs going abroad, two new states with four Democratic senators, a packed Supreme Court, and the filibuster rule will be gone. Our Second Amendment rights will be history, so no more trap shoots or hunting. China will be the new world leader, and we will be the new Venezuela, and everything that goes wrong, we can blame on Mr. Trump or the Russians. Of course, all this depends on today's elections in Georgia and January 6th. Jeep a jeep, jeep your I think you jeep, jeep your fingers crossed. Keep your fingers crossed. Uh, signed by R.J. Scheip in Penns Creek. All right. P.S. Every four years we cry for voter ID. He's right. <laughs> well, yeah, we can't quite do it right, but uh, yeah, I, I think it would be time to come up. We should probably save this. So let's look at this in four years and see if all of those uh, terrible things have happened. We get a couple of emails like that where folks uh, fear the worst. So well, and then on the other side. We have uh, this email uh, from Barry Bishop. He said, these comments were aired in the Bulwark today. They were written by author Tom Nichols, our own worst enemy, and printed in the Atlantic. Well, there's an indication of what we're going to hear. Uh, What is the Atlantic? I know it is a magazine, but... Well, it's an ocean, and it's on the other side of the continent from the Pacific. No, the Atlantic is the magazine where the um, they have come consistently after the president, and I forget okay. what it was that they they did recently. But the words are inflammatory, yes, but arguably we never before have witnessed a similar attempt to overthrow the Constitution, an attempt by people who include a local congressman or two. Does WKOK dare to read these words, which are not mine? I do not agree, that, though, that sedition seems to be the right description of what we are witnessing. And I did mention recently in an email to On the Mark that morality, virtue among our elected officials and our people is necessary for our political system to work. And I'll just read the first paragraph here because this is rather long and it kind of exceeds our, uh, well, that's not terrible. Uh, As James Madison warned us, without a virtuous people, no system of checks and balances will work. The Republicans have gone from being a party that touted virtue to being the most squalid and grubby expression of institutionalized self-interest in the modern history of the American Republic. The real solution will come after all of these schemes fail. Voters must not take the bait, but try to tinker with hasty legal and constitutional fixes. These, too, will fail to contain a party that is determined to destroy legal and moral norms in the pursuit of raw power. The better course is to turn our attention to the business of governing while vowing to drive every member of the Sedition Caucus out of our public life, both through the ballot box and by shunning their enablers. The Sedition Caucus is worse than a treasonous conspiracy." brother. Well, first of all, you can cross out Republican and write in Democrat and read the same email, right? I would think. I mean, it wouldn't be, it would no longer be James Madison, uh, you know. James Madison didn't warn us about the Republicans. There were no Republicans when James Madison, James Madison well, was Well, the Whigs, president. okay. So the Whigs. <laughs> he was warning us about the Whigs. So, but, uh, you know, I honestly think you could cross out Republicans and put in Democrats. So I think the self-interest, uh, grubby expression of institutionalized self-interest, <laughs> is that not the Democratic leadership in the House in a nutshell right there? I'm running for office as a member of the grubby institutionalist <laughs> Party. So, all right, anyway, so just that thought. Well, and the other one is this. I'm surprised you read this without stopping. What all these Republicans are doing is 
a, what a, a series of exceptions that are called for in the Constitution that you can do. This isn't unconstitutional sedition. It's doing a procedure of, uh, what do they call it, an appeal well, or uh, if the exception? Vice president, if the vice president tries to do something outside of well, what him, he's assigned, yes. okay. well, yeah, that's the, then that would be an issue. you know. But what uh, uh, Fred Keller and Dan Muser and all the rest of them are going to do is not illegal no, or wrong. It's perfectly, or unco- perfectly legal, perfectly constitutional. And has been done by Democrats, what, on two occasions in the past? Several occasions years? where various electors have been called into question. And as I mentioned in Hawaii, uh, in the Kennedy, uh, when Kennedy was running for president, they actually submitted two sets of electors, one pledged to Kennedy, one pledged to uh, Nixon, and both signed by the governor. So, I mean, obviously somebody had to do something about that. 1-800-795-9565. Stand by, Than. We will be right back, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. WKOK. down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. Thank you. Yeah, that is uh, Rob Center using what is literally the oldest computer in the building. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's why you couldn't hear it at first, so we'll give him credit for that. Devil went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. (laughs) Yes, but uh, Joe or uh, uh, Rob can make that computer sing sometimes, but not others. Well, it sang. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, how appropriate. Yep, uh, Devil went down to Georgia. That is Joe's capitalization of the president going to Georgia to campaign last night. Than, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, how are you this morning? And I disagree. The, you could not put Democrats in that thing uh, that have, Joe read. I disagree entirely. The Democrats right now are not acting terribly wonderfully, but the Republicans are terrible. <laughs> and the traitors that are going to be saying that my vote didn't count, if, if, my, if I voted for Fred, Fred Keller... That vote doesn't count either if Fred wins. So I think Fred and Muser, both of them traitor to our system, uh, should step down because they know their ballots were rigged. Don't you think? No, I don't think so there. Okay, it's just the president 
It was just the president that got cheated, right? But they're not doing anything illegal or unconstitutional. For you to call it treasonous is ridiculous. They're following laws that are in place and how to handle elections and what things can be done and can't be done. They're not calling for the violent overthrow of the government. They're peacefully peacefully exercising rights that they have. Whether you like them or not, they're doing nothing illegal, immoral, or even fattening. Hey, Joe, I, I realize that, but you know. When well, you then why do you use the word treason? Why do you use the word treason if you know what I said okay, is right? Maybe that's, maybe that's not accurate. I'm just talking about people who try to overthrow the democracy we have. Some people call it treason. We have a democracy. We have gone through the courts. And by the way, Joe, it's not mostly uh, Democratic courts in Pennsylvania. I believe the one in Williamsport is Republican, and that guy... Well, that's a federal, that's a federal court, Than That's not a state court. That's a federal oh, court. You're right. I misunderstood what you said. And uh, also, uh, do you think that the ballots that were miscast in Pennsylvania that are causing this problem were good for Keller and Muser and bad for Trump? How do you come up with that? Well, I'm not certain I understand what you mean, but let's face it, both Muser and Keller are in heavily Republican districts, and they won by substantial margins. There wasn't even anything remotely close about their victories. One thing uh, you say over and over again, and I agree with you, it's perfectly legal. Well, there may be a couple of things that Trump has done that aren't perfectly legal, but it's perfectly legal to bring these cases. Joe, back in March, when you found out there was no toilet paper on the shelf in the giant market. If you had been so angry about that, you laid down on the floor of the Subar market, pounded the floor, were in tears yelling, I want my toilet paper. <laughs> tantrum. That's, per- that's perfectly legal. So's Trump. Uh, that's perfectly legal. No, but that would be want- disturbing the peace, then, and I'd probably be arrested for it. <laughs> well, okay. You, di- uh, you understand what I'm talking about. This tantrum, if you want to call that, by Trump and his unhinged followers uh, is demeaning to our way of government, disrespectful to our past. And I think I think the next time around, some of these Republicans who act like sheep following a goat are going to be, I hope, put out of office. Well, I would I express this particularly. He is such a traitor to our county and to our district that I can't believe it. There Why? again, you're using the word traitor. What has he done that's traitorous? Come on. Right. I mean, be serious here. I legally voted. He wants to take my vote away. No, he doesn't. He wants to make sure that you voted legally, and he wants to take away no, any illegally cast votes. Take, he says there are problems in our voting. And, uh, now, did he say your, pro- your vote was a problem? Did he what? say your vote was a problem? Did he say, I'm going to get Than Mitchell's vote taken away from him? No, he did not. He wants to get all illegal votes taken out, and I do too. Uh, Joe, we've been through the courts already. This illegal, uh, this legal tantrum that you and your big leader are doing are very detrimental to the future of America. How so? Explain to me how so. How so? Tell me that Trump sat around getting all kinds of uh, how is exercising Democrats? How is exercising? 
Let me ask you this question. How is exercising your legal rights under the Constitution of the United States of America, which, by the way, is a constitutional republic, not a democracy, how is that traitorous, treasonous, detrimental to any form of our national life? It is merely exercising the things that make us the greatest country on earth. Okay, Donald. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, Joe. Uh, I understand your point, but throwing this fit right now is just absolutely ridiculous and joe you know enough history to know that that's absolutely true no i don't know enough history to know that's absolutely true i've already cited some examples where in the past exactly the same thing has been done you know and, and will it fail i believe it will fail i believe it should fail but i don't fault the people for trying it if they believe as i think they honestly do well and the goal is to send a message they know right. what the outcome's going to be i mean how many well, message after, bills get enacted after, in congress after the election, after the inauguration, after the new president is in, then it is perfectly legal and sensible to see if there was something wrong with the way we voted. But right now, to try to throw my vote out, your <laughs> vote, Joe, your vote's no good. You probably cheated, and Mark's probably cheated. That is what the implication here. No, I, no, I don't not. think that's what no. they're saying. That's that's what's in their letter that they put out anyway. That that may be in their hearts, but I don't know what's in their hearts. That's not what in their letter. What they're interested in doing is sending a message that is perfectly legal, about which they know will have no impact at all whatsoever on the outcome, other than to make the uh, certification of electors process last probably hours or days instead of just uh, you know half an hour or something like that. So that's all it's going to do, but it is going to send a message, and that's the goal. Send the message that the state, the governor and the secretary of state changed the election rules at the last moment in a moment, in a manner that is contrary to what the state uh, legislature uh, mandated, and and this is perfectly legal. Democrats have done it in the past. It's I think they call them objections, right, or exceptions. Right. Objections. Okay, exceptions. so you object object to this, and, and what they're saying is we object to this slate of electors because they also came from a ballot that was, uh, you know, under the guise of the governor and the secretary of state who were check changing rules at the last minute about uh, signatures and accepting ballots three days after the election and uh, some other changes that escaped my brain at the moment. But they're just sending a message. They know what the outcome is going to be. Thans, one vote for, let's say, Joe Biden that was cast a few months ago will go for Joe Biden tomorrow and or your vote for the election elector that you chose will go for that individual tomorrow, and in the end, on January 20th, uh, will have exactly the same outcome. So, Than, we got to go. (laughs) Can I take back the word traitor? Yes. Just a reckless child throwing a tantrum. It's not the guy I want in Congress. All right, noted. That's We're fair enough. Accepted. Yep, very good. And Dale was waiting through that my diatribe and two minutes of fans. And so, Dale, please call back during the 9 a.m. hour. That's uh, my fault. I'm supposed to be in control here. Thank you, Rob, for being a fabulous producer. Thank you, Joe, for coming in. We'll see everybody for the full next hour of Open Thank you. Phones. I'm glad I can come back. This is WKOK Sunbird. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com.
Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And Rob Center, the fabulous producer. we got to get the deep voice man to include the fabulousness of Rob included in there with some adjectives to describe just what a wonderful job he does for us. We appreciate that. Rob Center is our producer. You're the star of the show, so you got to use the toll-free line to get on the radio. 1-800-795-9565. Open phones right now. Uh, we are talking about uh, the uh, certification of electors that takes place tomorrow in the U.S. Congress. It's an opportunity for anybody that has a dispute uh, from which those the states in in those states where the electors came from to register their complaint and dozens of uh, GOP House and Senate members say they're going to do so including uh, two local representatives Dan Muser and Fred Keller so uh, that's uh, been a treason treason I say it's treasonous you just said it wasn't treason <laughs> that wasn't me that oh, was you're playing the tape back okay <laughs> all right so uh, it is neither treasonous uh, nor effective because it really won't. Well, then it's seditious. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Moving on. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Don't email or text us. We're way behind in that category right now. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. The pre-owned inventory has been through a 200-point check, and the vehicles are detailed beyond detailification and are so sanitary and clean, it's unbelievable. Uh, they also have Hyundais, Kias, uh, Lincolns, and Fords, some of which still have a big plastic wrap on them. They haven't even been unopened from the factory to make sure that they are 100% sanitary and safe. And you can buy them online. You can select the perfect vehicle for you online, purchase it online right from home. Just put it on your PayPal and go down to the Sunbury Motor Company and leave your key in the car that you're turning in, and off you go in your new vehicle. It's not quite that simple, but I'll tell you what. They can do it virtually. It is uh, doable by computer, and it is uh, also doable, as uh, to a couple of individuals have just done this week, that start the whole process telephonically and get pretty far down the road uh, telephonically, and then you got to go in and sign the paper. But uh, these are things that you could do at the Sunbury Motor Company, keeping you safe and sanitary, and, oh, yeah, great deals, great cars, trucks, Fords, Lincolns, Kias, Hyundais, and pre-owned inventory. Sunburymotors.com is where you start that whole shebang. So please... Uh, yeah, uh, do patronize our fabulous sponsor, the Sunbury Motor Company. In the news today, the CSVT route numbers are out. What is currently being built as the CSVT in the northern section will become Route 147. So that existing Route 147 designation will extend south from Montandon along the new highway across the new river bridge with just the northern section open. Route 147 will then run down existing Route 15 from the new interchange just south of Winfield. It'll run across the Veterans Memorial Bridge and connect back into existing Route 147 there. And that's Matt Beck from PennDOT says Route 147 will be redesignated as Route 405, and then the new section will be designated uh, from County Line Road into Smokin' Dam as Route 15. Is that all of this accurate, Mr. CSVT Thruway Chair of Task Force Man? No, uh, from Smokin' Dam to uh, Northumberland will be Route 11. Right, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You said, said Route that. 15. Oh, I, I, I meant County Line Road um, to uh, Smokin' Dam 
on the new section of the, the CSVT. The, old, the, the current 11 and 15 will be Route 11 and Business Route 15. Okay, sounds fabulous. Thank you. The COVID-19 vaccine rollout is painfully slow in the U.S. and Pennsylvania's Secretary of State, uh, State or Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, says the federal government uh, should have had lower estimates, especially because they knew lots of folks were going to enjoy two weeks off in Health and Human Services during the holidays. I think it was always going to be a challenge during those two to three weeks to administer the vaccines that were sent to us. Remember, there's also somewhat of a difference between what they think that they're going to be able to allocate to us, what, the, what their preparations are, and then actually how much vaccine we actually get. However, Dr. Levine says distribution numbers should really ramp up now that the holidays are over. <laughs> COVID-19 in local hospitals, 188 patients on board at Geisinger. That's more than a dozen new patients there. 39 of these people are in the ICU and 29 of them are on ventilators. Geisinger Shimokin is one new patient. Evangelical Community Hospital has two fewer patients on their current uh, census. More about that uh, state uh, Senate issue when the state Senate convenes today in Harrisburg for their new session. The swearing in of one member will not occur. Incoming Senate President Pro Tem Jay Corman says the swearing-in of a senator in the 45th District is being delayed, while incumbent Democrat Jim Brewster was re-elected to that seat by 69 votes in November. Corman says Brewster's Republican opponent, Nicole Ziccarelli, is contesting the election. The contest asked the Senate to sit in judgment as it has the power under Article 2, Section 9 of the Constitution, where the Senate or the House can judge their own elections and qualifications. While Ziccarelli is challenging the validity of more than 300 undated mail-in ballots in federal court, Brewster says... This is an attack on a democratic process, election process. Senate Democratic Leader Jay Costa accuses the Republican Party of trying to steal an election. I'm Mark Sims. And wait till President Trump hears about this. Westmoreland County elections officials disclosed Monday that 21 uncounted provisional ballots submitted at a North Huntington voting precinct on election day were discovered last week among computer equipment used at the polls in November. Election Bureau staffers found the unopened ballots during a routine inspection of voting machines stored at the department's Greensburg warehouse December 28th. Joanne Sebastiani, the county elections director, said additional precautions had been enacted ahead of the November 3rd election that were designed to prevent the misfiling of ballots returned to the courthouse from the precincts, but those measures were unsuccessful. Quote, Unfortunately, the judge of elections did not follow on instructions, unquote. Uh, she said, uh, still don't know who those ballots were for. Westmoreland County, probably Democrats uh, predominantly. No, anyway. Westmoreland oh, County okay. has flipped. It's, uh, oh, is it's it? I'm sorry. pretty much red now, but there are some occasional blues. Okay. All right. So there you have it. Yeah, Joe knows Western Pennsylvania better than I do, even though he hasn't been there in probably 30 years. But that's another Hey, I was t- once registration chairman for the Republican Party in Westmoreland County, and there were 12 of us who were Republicans in the county at the time. <laughs> it has flipped. All right. It has Super flipped. duper. Uh, Dale, patient beyond patientification. You are back on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. I thought hey, if we vote, everything is going to be okay. <laughs> that didn't I work out. Everything is good. I think if you don't vote, you ain't going to fix nothing, you told me. I didn't vote, and I fixed everything. How'd you fix it, Dale? <laughs> Why is it better now that you didn't in, vote? In the psychological mess you guys are in. I'm laughing at it. It's funny. But I I can just tell you right now, George Soros put Trump in office for one thing, make uh, Jerusalem capital Israel. And what happened is Trump will be in Jerusalem by the end of the month. Wait a minute. George Soros is... Will not... 
He's the Democrat. George Soros is a Democrat. What's that? George Soros is a Democrat. Why would he put Trump in office? He, he, he's he also Greek. Why would he care who the capital of Jerusalem Venezuela. is? <laughs> Understand how he orchestrated Venezuela, okay? First, he, <laughs> Wait, he, used the media, Venezuela? he used the media. He used the media to say that police and, you know, ambulance hospital workers are all government. Well, what they did was, you know, then it became get the people versus the government. Then they're, they're all saying that, uh, Oh, people were attacking the government. That's how he orchestrated by psychologically twisting everybody's thoughts. What's that got to do with Israel? I can just tell you right now. Well, the U.N. Please do. I don't understand. Listen, with George Soros' help from China and the U.N. and coronavirus, his his whole objective of destroying America is coming out to be true. And Trump has always been friends with George Soros. Okay. Look where his daughter got married at. Look where his daughter got married at. So he's trying to he's destroy been, America. He's always been a friend of George Soros. So when he goes to Israel at the end of the month, I want I'll talk to you then because I guarantee you that's where he's going. And they will not expedite Trump. So Trump's States. going to move to Israel and live there yeah, because nice George Soros. So George Soros. Well, how, how does the Bar Association figure in this? Well, they're the ones who portraying that that the police and the hospital workers are, are government. That's oh, trying to, all right. Thank you, know, you so much, that, Dale. That, it's going to be people versus government, you know. I'm glad you but straightened us out on that. Because elected officials, subsidized elected lawyers are the ones trying to, like, yeah, we're all part of the same team. Don't yeah, you think I that's don't... the scenario? I do not like get it. Yeah, but I think small. That's my problem. Would you let your employee gamble there? At where? Where would my here at the radio station? <laughs> we don't gamble no, here. No, no gambling here. No, we don't. Other than the fact that uh, we're that's still. That's why on. they don't allow their employees to gamble at their casinos because they can fix it and rig the system. Right. I mean, we got. I you. guarantee Trump will be in Israel. <laughs> Thank Trump, you, sir. Trump's going to Israel. We can quote he you on that. George can Soros. We? George, Trump is George Soros. He's the same character. Oh, okay. They both. They both act like they weren't friends. Now it looks like they're they're going to be reunited. Doppelgangers, eh? <laughs> All right. Thank you so Thanks. much. I really pre- pre- appreciate that. I, I'm glad somebody straightened us out because I had no idea of all these things. Did you? <laughs> we got one phone call coming in, but we'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. If George Soros married Laura Good, and he hyphenated his name, it'd be George Soros Good. Oh, <laughs> Think about that. All right, one eight hundred seven. I'd rather not, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, read the top text, please. All right. Well, we've read oh, that one changed. fifteen times before. Same guy sends in the same text every time about lawless liar, stupid racist president. Yeah, so don't uh, read it. <laughs> we've read it fifty times. Did. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, he needs to grow up and resign now. We the people voted the buffoon out of office. Trump will go down in my book as a big baby impeached president. And then another writer says, oh, is that how it works, Then Wait until everything to do with the election is over, and a poser is sitting in the Oval Office to investigate and find out who really won the election. Then what are the people to do to take our torches and pitchforks to D.C. and drag the poser out of the Oval Office? That's just stupid. Okay? Oh, hold on. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. I, I'm kind of surprised at the uh, hyperbole that's coming from some people with regards to the actions of the legislators. And the reason I'm surprised about it is that for the last four and a half years, pretty much every darn thing that this current president did 
resulted in someone filing a lawsuit. <laughs> uh, uh, True. And, I mean, seriously, I, I would be hard-pressed to find something, maybe liberating the turkeys or putting up the tree. I don't know. But aside from that, every policy decision he made, every um, law that was passed, every um, presidential declaration he made, it drew someone radically, hyperbole, you know, tearing their hair out, screaming on this public square uh, reaction to every single thing. And that was supposedly acceptable because we believe in our society that people have the right to dissent. They have the right to disagree. They have the right to use public forums in which to do so. And we have mechanisms within the Constitution and within our society to let you seek redress if you believe you've been harmed. Right? Right. right. I mean, isn't that how this is done? Yes. And yet suddenly... <laughs> It's totally unacceptable. No, it is treasonous. Treasonous, for gosh sakes. You know, they execute people for treason. True enough. And uh, we, and we or have imprison executed. them for the rest of their lives. It is treasonous to dissent. I'm, I'm shocked. I really, truly, I mean this sincerely. I'm not being sarcastic, although I often am inclined to do so. Suddenly, after four and a half years of ceaseless dissent... Now, dissenting is treasonous. Wow. I don't understand that thinking. Well, it's who's doing the, the dissenting that makes the difference. Democrats dissenting, good. Republicans good. dissenting, bad. Traitorous. Traitorous. Seditious. Uh, well, treasonous. <laughs> secondly, if you... I am very disturbed and unhappy about this, about this last election. Bureaucrats and the Supreme Court rewrote the law. There wasn't any discretion written into the election law that empowered the Secretary of State to make the changes in our electoral process that she made. It's not there. Right, and Nor, that's, that's Fred Keller and Dan Muser in that statement. They say that's, that's the beef there, that they're sending a message about this overreach on the part of the governor, the governor too, and the Secretary of State. Right. There, nowhere in there did it say, if there's a pandemic, find it, t read it to me, the line. If there's a pandemic, the Secretary of State can run the election as he or she sees fit. <laughs> right. I, I don't see that there. Wait. And in fact, quite to the contrary. You don't have Governor Wolf's glasses then, because you're missing it. <laughs> oh, I, I guess my, my, I have my own. That's, that brings a funny story. One day, my husband and I both wear wire rims, and one day I got his and thought, oh, my gosh. I need to get to the uh, ophthalm ophthalmologist because my glasses are really off. I can't even read clearly now. And then he put my on, and he comes to me and says, do you think you could be wearing my glasses? Oh my so anyway, we're very anyway. careful about that now. Um, but so the problem here is in, in law here in Pennsylvania, it does <laughs> clearly state how this should work. With, with the word shall in there. And shall means no discretion to anybody. This is what will happen. Now, let's put this in a different perspective. And, and the governor and the secretary of state who runs the elections for the, on behalf of the state, they ran roughshod over this. They did what they wanted, even though nowhere in there were they awarded this power to do that. Nowhere were they awarded this power. So then I asked myself, Joe, you were talking about someone speeding down the highway. Suppose that I'm elected governor, and so I decide, because 
a bunch of people have a cough <clears throat> that now you can only turn right at every intersection. I believe this is the right thing to do. It'll save lives. It's important that we have, you know, order out of chaos. You know, so from now on, everybody can only turn right. And can you imagine the reaction to that? We'd have to do a lot of turnarounds. <laughs> yeah. You'd be driving in circles. <laughs> so my problem here is that elected and unelected people stepped outside of the boundaries of the Constitution. And that is not okay with me. It is never okay with me for that to happen. Never okay with me. And that's my beef with what's going on with this election. Now, I understand they work hard to cover their backsides about this. I just don't buy their story. But there was no reason to put up ballot collection boxes when there is no such thing in our in our uh, Constitution to have ballot collection boxes. And then the things weren't even monitored. Mm -hmm. There was no reason to do away with people's signatures. There was, I, I'm sure people can come up with stories about why they think that's right or wrong, but that doesn't, it isn't in the Constitution, and oh, if you think it's a problem, just never mind this law. Oh, we had to so keep the election going. You and one of them, one of them in Pittsburgh, signature. one of those uh, drop-in boxes in Pittsburgh was placed in front of the home of a Democratic committeeman. Surprise, All surprise. this is very <laughs> troubling to me. It's because I, I believe when people say, why are you unhappy about the election, this is why I'm unhappy. And I would be unhappy about it as an independent thinker, no, whether, no matter who won. No matter who won. And, and what does it mean there are people who call in this show and say they're trying to steal my vote. They're trying to strip me of my vote by exercising their right to dissent. Well, when you allow people to vote illegally... Regardless of your excuses for why, you're stripping me of my vote. All right. We got you, Cindy. Thank you Thanks, so much. Thank you. Yep, Thank really you. Appreciate the call. All right. We got to take a quickie break. Uh, we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every Every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Georgia. Georgia. The whole day through. I thought maybe you could pick up the line, no peace I find. <laughs> Which is leads to one of our emails. Why don't you read that, and then we'll get to Mike. Well, this one's taking both of us Thank to you, task. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. I don't think Mark or Joe gets it. 
I don't know who they're writing this to because we're here. We're the only people that are going to read this. We get In any it. event, why the Democrats, will the Democrats try this cheating again? Nope, because they already got what they wanted. I'm sure they were surprised with Georgia, but now their eyes are all on the gold, all of the power. They get they got Trump out, and they cheated by the mail-in ballots because, the, let's admit it, there is no way you can follow those ballots where they come from, where they went to. Trump said it months ago, and I think it's to his sorrow that he said it because they figured out a way to do it. Will Trump prevail? No, I don't think so. And I would vote for him again, but this nation is divided, and a house divided against itself will never stand. Remember those words. They are the only truth today you can believe. The naysayers will say we're going to come together. We will never come together. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got some open lines. Got one is Occupado, and that is Mike's job. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thank you. I have it from good, solid insider information source that the uh, programming for the uh, voting machines were, weren't wasn't done by the voting machine uh, company or hackers. It was zapped by a high-energy pulse beam from the Ark of the Covenant emitting from a stone underground church in Ethiopia. You know, I read that in the newspaper the other day. Yeah, Conspiracy theories drive me nuts. Well, there's no yeah. shortage of them. No, no shortage oh, of them. I'll say what I'm really calling about is uh, I've been voting at the same place in a small town in Cumberland County where I live for since 1973. And now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'm not sure, but is Keller and Musser and these people, are they saying that the the ladies who run the, the election in the small town where I am are all of a sudden criminally negligent? And, no, and fraudulent and running an underground thing here to, to somehow no, they're, they're complaining. screw around with the election. Is that what he's saying? No, they're saying that the governor and the secretary of state made illegal changes to the legislature's laws concerning how elections are conducted and how the uh, state constitution reads. Bingo. You mean like allowing pit votes to come in a couple of days after the election that were right. late? Being, Lack on, of on signatures. Count of the, yeah, right. Well, the, the postal system was slowed down by Trump's postmaster general. Uh, what's his name? DeJoy. Right, but everybody was. knew that, so you had to mail that was a reason. That early. was a, they, they figured that there was such a huge influx of stuff. Like they had to give him a little more time for the the mail to get all the votes in, didn't they? Well, and I don't think their I point... thought it was a practical thing. Right, I'm not, I don't, th- Mike. I don't think their point has anything to do with the pandemic or the speed of the mail system. It, it has to do with the fact that the governor and the secretary of state changed the rules by decree as the election neared. It right. If if you know if if you know the post office is slow, <laughs> you got to mail early. And and we're talking just a few thousand ballots yeah, well, statewide. Many, how anyway. many people knew that Trump put a guy named? DeJoy in, in charge of the post office and started taking out the machines that sort the mail. Oh, How many well, people knew that? Talked, it was certainly it talked was covered about widely, <laughs> but it's all started before the long before the election, and so people <clears throat> were aware of it. And they could have made adjustments for it. And the governor was talking oh, about they it every day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, in all any right, event, well, I can I can tell you that the election in, in the small town where I live was was really run very efficiently. It was spaced out nicely. There were 
people kept their distance. There weren't many people there. They gave me a pen to sign the book. You guys have signed the book, right? Right. Yeah. And you got to keep they your pen. They gave me a pen to sign a book and told me to keep the yep. pen because they didn't want me to pass it back to anybody. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. And I thought every, everything I had that I knew about the election was, was run uh, wonderfully. Yeah. Right, but the difference. And I'm not a Republican. Okay, <laughs> but the difference. The difference is that the Constitution of Pennsylvania calls for things to be run a certain way, and they weren't run that way. So I mean, it's legitimate to complain about that. We are a nation of laws. I mean, su- suppose the, uh, just because suppose it went the other way. Suppose the Democrats found something to their great disadvantage because the Republicans changed the Constitution or ignored the Constitution. You don't think they'd complain? Yeah, they complain, but I don't think they try to circumvent the vote of the American people. I mean, I mean, even Mrs. Clinton uh, conceded the next day, and she got she had three million more uh, popular votes than uh, the Trumpster, and she conceded without all that, all this. The Trumpster, whatever like you want to call this, a Trumpster fire, carnival barking, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, is there is there a possibility that these people uh, like? Keller and Musser and Muser. Are, are they trying to establish uh, credibility with Trump's base as a uh, a way to as a springboard for their possible future political uh, aspirations? I don't think either one of them needs to do that. They are very solid in their districts. I mean, na- yeah, but they would nationally, wouldn't they? Well, I don't think Fred's eye is on the greater prize. Well, I think Fred could run for U.S. Well, Senate. Well, you, yeah, you I guess. Can, are you in? Are you in the? You can read Fred's mind now. Is that it? <laughs> well, I've been a friend of Fred's for quite a few years, and I think I know oh, how he I thinks. No, you guys gosh. look pretty intimate, then. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sound the alarm on that. We got to hit the road, Mike. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Mike. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Call yeah, again. Okay. Call uh, again. This is a, a tempest in a teapot. Right. No argument there. Yep. Me yeah, well, right. the teapot's really shaking, brother, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Marlene, thank you for calling in and waiting a short time. You're now on the Mark Last Caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Okay. I just wanted to let you know my experience at the polls. When I went in to vote, my, my husband's Democrat. I'm Republican. When I went in to vote, I went to the machine and stuff, put all my stuff in there, and it rejected it. So this guy comes over, and he starts pushing buttons, and he goes, it says, wait one second, hit another button without waiting. And he goes, okay, your vote went through. Next thing you know, my husband goes on there, has no problem, none at all. I had a Trump hat on, <laughs> you know. So I'm gonna, I don't think my vote counted at all. There's probably some way to find out, you know, those paper trails, that thing you filled out has a number, and that was tied to the book you filled out, so they could probably well, find out if your vote counted. I went, when, when I went online to try to find it, it said I wasn't even registered. See, that, I think oh, what, what she's saying is that she her vote may have counted, right. but it may not have been the vote she actually cast. I think that's your argument, right? Right. No. I, I don't think it went Republican at all. And, and I think that whole thing was rigged there. Nobody checked an ID, nobody, nothing. Well, yeah, they don't check IDs. That's not part of the process. But they do check signatures. They didn't check that either. Well, well yeah, you have, to sign, you have to sign in, and they look at your signature to see whether it at least comes close. Yeah, they may, it may not have been a spectacle the way that they did it, but that's, that's the voter registration intake system that exists in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well... 
But it's concerning that you think your vote may not have gone the way you wanted it to go. Well, and that's I, certainly can't something. you check in Harrisburg to see if it counted? It's a secret ballot. They would well, show right. that she voted. They wouldn't say for whom she voted, but right. they would say that she voted. But that's not her argument. Her argument is that she doesn't believe that her vote was counted for the candidate she wanted. Did you check that's in Harrisburg? Right. On the uh, state what website? I went online. That's the only place I could go. I mean, where else do you go? But it's a secret ballot, so there's no way on earth you could check and see exactly who you voted no, for. No, it wouldn't say who, right. So, oh, I see. You think that the vote might have somehow gone through, but not right. for whoever Right, that's what for. we just said. Right. Are you, are you with you. us today? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so I didn't catch that. Okay, super. All right, thank you so much, Marlene. Yeah, yeah I, if you ever get, you that's, that's if you ever get an answer to that, let us know. <laughs> I probably never will. <laughs> probably not. I don't look forward to it. <laughs> you could always vote by mail next time, and then you'll really have a mystery on your hands. Yeah, so. hey, thanks. yeah for sure. That'll never happen. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks Marlene. Thanks Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Eric is on the line, but we have to take a quickie break, so we'll do so. Uh, read the email that's right there. And then says, we'll I on. get so sick of Democrats calling us names. I am not unhinged. If you would meet me, you would probably like me. I am not a sheep that follows him, and I am a sheep that follows the Lord. So please, please, please stop the name-calling. Yeah, I didn't say that Democrats or Republicans are unhinged. It's just the president. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think Than may have intimated that Republicans were unhinged and a sheep and following the leader. And Well, we, there are some of those, but I, I would say Nancy Pelosi has some uh, tethered people as well. All right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. And I hope Mike Pence comes through for us, I have to tell you. I hope that our great vice president, our great vice president comes through for us. He's a great guy. Mike's on. <laughs> what through for us means exactly, we do yes. not know. And are then you, uh, one, of our, one of our texters says, Mike, the small town election officials aren't the problem. It's the large cities where the fraud took place because people are strangers to each other and it's easier to commit fraud. The rotation of mail machines is a common it, a rotation of mail fraud. machines. Stop. New thought. Slowing down the post <laughs> office is the new topic. Now okay. keep reading. Thank you so much for your assistance. Well, it, you, you smush it all together. It makes no sense. Well, if it's the way it's written. I read it as it's written. The <laughs> anyway. rotation of mail machines is a common occurrence and has been going on for years. Yeah, one of our good listeners uh, sent us a note in the newsroom and said, the slowdown in the post office has been going on for about eight years and reflects the slowdown in snail mail, uh, the volume of mail. So they've been reducing distribution sites and carrier opportunities uh, for a number of years. Now, 
of a sudden uh, U.S. mail is back up in volume. And so she said that's one of the reasons that things are slowing down is they don't have the staff or the distribution points. Hey, when I was a going. kid, when I was a kid, we got mail twice a day. I'd say the <laughs> slowdown of the postal service has been going on for, for a, a long decade. time. It's okay for a half a century now or so. Well, it would be a half a century, wouldn't it? Okay. Uh, let's see what's next. Eric, Eric is on the radio. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I was taking a quickie break there. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> trying, to set some, trying to set something up at uh, Sunbury Motors. Uh, sorry, gentlemen. Uh, good morning. How are you folks doing today? Well, never, never better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little irritated. Uh, first of all, I'll say, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. <sighs> when are you guys going to realize you lost the election? Uh, fairly. Uh, so, Joe, you're throwing out 41, 41 ballots in Westmoreland County. Alert the media, 41. I don't think so it's what was 41. Tally, it? I think uh, it's 21. I didn't, mention, I didn't mention that. Mar- Mark mentioned that. I, I think it's was 20. unaware of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mark, Mark, Mark. 21. Anyway. Um, the election was, was fair. The, 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 let's get back to the rationale. Everyone's saying, oh, it's illegal what they did. It allowed people to vote who would not be able to vote. Case in point, I will speak out of personal experience down here in Union Township. My mother is unable to to get out of the house very much, so she voted by mail. Okay, she's 82 years old. She she, she always votes straight Republican. It's, it's, she makes no bones about that. Okay, so that that allowed her to to uh, exercise her right to vote uh, by waiting until the towards the end because she wanted to get all the views and so forth. Uh, I personally think she shouldn't have voted for Mr. Trump, but I'm pretty confident she did. But that change allowed her to vote and allowed, what was, was it, hundreds of thousands of Pennsylvanians to vote. And again, everything was investigated. Mr. Giuliani appeared in Williamsport in federal court, spouting his full head off about everything. And he went in and into the courtroom under oath and provided no evidence because he would have spouted the same thing. He would have been nailed for perjury. If, if this had truth, why why wasn't it presented? Everything outside the courtroom where, you know, but it, once he was under oath, there was nothing. Why? But you're missing the argument. The argument is that the Constitution of the state of Pennsylvania does not permit some of the things that happen to happen. And we can't, maybe it was convenient for them to do it. Maybe your mother got to vote. But we still have a Constitution. And if we ignore it, why, you know, you would be upset at the Republicans or you think the Republicans are ignoring our federal Constitution and some of this stuff. Well, the Democrats are ignoring the Constitution of the state of Pennsylvania. And we have a three-system set of government, like the federals do, with the legislature, the governor, and the courts. And the courts made the decision that it was okay. Okay, so you so. But they that, violated that, the that, cons- that, That's the other thing. It was it was it was uh, opposed, and it was said it was okay under under the extraordinary times we have in. Okay, isn't it amazing to you folks that all of the red states, which which Mr. Trump carried, everything went perfectly, everything's fine, no need to look at any of those. Well, all the ones he lost, and the ones he lost closely, all had had the problems in. Isn't that amazing to you guys? Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Nobody's going to bring up what what they're satisfied with. They're only going to bring up what they're dissatisfied with. (laughs) There you go. It's a circular argument you're making, Joe. The bottom line is there is no way there was four million was it four or six left probably six million six million plus difference last time 
the Democrats won with the popular vote by four million. Right. Yet that same night, Hillary Clinton conceded because she believes that the American system works. In Allegheny okay? County, in Allegheny County, in the race for state senator, Senator Jim Brewster had votes over two hundred votes counted for him that did not have signatures on the front as required by law. In neighboring Westmoreland County, they did not count similar ballots, and so the republic two hundred. But and, you're not letting the, me finish. Uh, the di- one by you're not letting you're not letting me finish. The issue here is that Senator Brewster would have lost if they had not counted the votes in Allegheny County. And they did, I'm sorry, if they had counted the votes in, um, no, if they had not counted the votes in in Allegheny County, and in Westmoreland County, they did, didn't count them. So, I mean, the whole argument here is that the, it's not equal treatment under the law, and that's what they're arguing. Okay, we'll give you the last I have no word. idea what you're talking about, because I frankly don't really care about what happened in Allegheny County. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the presidential election. So you really believe and you're going to stay on the radio today, Joe, that you believe this election was truly thrown. There was more than 50,000 or whatever it was votes changed around. No, what I magically, s- they were able to do this in the urban areas, the Democratic areas, but all the Republican areas were all fine and everything. You really, truly believe that? Some people believe that. I do not. But I do okay. believe I do believe there were problems in the election that need to be looked into. How great they are, I don't think they're tremendously great. But if everybody wants their vote counted, I want everybody's vote counted legally. So then you also believe that what Mr. Keller doing is wrong? No, I don't believe what he's doing is wrong. It's not unconstitutional. It's certainly provisions for it under the law. He's exercising his rights, the same as you say you want to exercise yours. You want your vote counted? No, he no, wants his, no, or he's wants his judgment. his rights as a citizen, what one person thinks. But as my elected representative, he's not following what the people of Pennsylvania has mandated. No, but he's following exactly. We had an election by in Pennsylvania more than 50,000 votes. In the United States, by more than what four to six million votes, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, seventy-four million people are going to roll, you know, are, are being shouting." What about the eighty-some million who voted Democratic? Well, what about do the? Think, do you think the Democrats are going to roll over and play dead? What about the overwhelming? You're saying you're saying Fred, you're saying Fred Keller's not representing his district. He's exactly representing his district. Did you happen to notice the vote total between him and his Democratic opponent? So, well, so now what you're saying is that that uh, it doesn't really matter uh, statewide. No. Uh, and, and the votes that we're going to no, go individual you said, districts now, no, and they're, they're going to vote. And you, 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 that, that you know, you, you've accused me of shuffling and uh, flipping, but, you, man, you're, you're, deflecting. Uh, you're deflecting. You're a contortionist today. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I just got back I've to seen the chiropractor, a, actually. I feel pretty good. Well, I, I think you better get him check you because you're looking like a pretzel okay, at but the let's moment. let's go back to that. So, so does not the electoral count count for each state, right? That's how it is. Right, but Fred is representing, his, Fred so is Fred representing his district. Not, cannot say, well, in my district, we voted Republican, so I'm going to vote for Trump. No, it's a toll of the whole state. And he is circumventing what the Electoral College said because he believes, quote-unquote, that this was a thrown election. No, none of that no. is true. No, you, no, you, I mean, you I'm, I'm serious now. You don't get what exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it and, and what no, the but process what I'm is. is he, if, if, if this was not a thrown election, let's say Fred agreed, okay, my guy lost. Then does he not have to vote to to certify and so forth? And the whole state of Pennsylvania and our what are twenty two electoral votes all go for one candidate? We don't split it off like Maine does or like uh, Nebraska does and split it by district. 
they all go in together. No, it's not split by districts in those states. It's according to the uh, vote total, the popular vote total. If you get 80% of the popular vote, you get 80% of the uh, ballots for the uh, um, electoral college. Pennsylvania is not that way. Correct? No, it's winner take all in Pennsylvania. Right. right. We got to go. Except when Fred Keller or someone who. Oh, come uh, on. <laughs> I, I, I think it's. Uh, Dan Muser and a bunch of other every minute. Kelly and Tre- It's treason. And, and, and treason. And these people continue to be suckered by this president. Treason. Please, right. Keep sending the money into his uh, his uh, <laughs> campaign to reelect him or whatever. To, so he puts the money in his pocket. Treason. Sedition. Right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for <laughs> Thanks, checking guys. in. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Call again. All right. We got a. We got probably. Uh, never mind. We got a caller standing by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. He's leaving, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, and he probably has other ones, too. Rob knows his music. Thanks so much, Rob. Set a fabulous producer on the midnight train to Georgia. The See, devil's was... leaving on a midnight train to Georgia because it's on his mind. Right now, Combine all three songs. Geez. Now he's got that computer. Song. And one of our texters says, Eric, the mail-in ballot law was passed in 2019, so your mother could have voted that way irregardless of the pandemic. The problem, Eric, is that the courts unconstitutionally changed the election law. Why can't you admit that? The and then changed uh, the law. They just allowed the the change to well, go they through. did. They changed the law because they said it's permissible, and it isn't. Uh, and Eric, Congressman Keller is doing exactly what I want him to do. Okay. All right. And Chris is on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, boy. I, I guess 21 votes in Westmoreland County. Those incompetent Republicans out there. <laughs> they must have been trying to fix the election. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Those Republicans, geez, They'll I do anything to win. <laughs> They'll do anything to win. And it does hurt our democracy uh, when a president calls up a state official and tries to threaten and cajole and say, just dig up 11,000 votes, recalculate the results. What do you think that does for our reputation for American democracy? It accentuates the divide we're already enjoying. Well, it's not the divide. It it attacks the the idea of whether there was an honest and fair election for no particular reason, with no evidence. And that's the problem with all these Republicans going in for what's going on uh, on the 6th is that there is no evidence. They had their chance in court, and they failed. And just like in the election in Pennsylvania, you say it's unconstitutional for the state uh, for the state judges to make that ruling, 
yet that was contested, I think, before the election. And it didn't get changed. So as the day of the election, uh, you were mailing in a vote three days before the election, thinking, well, even if it takes six days to get there, it'll still count. And then you want to retroactively change it after the election based on what? The Supreme Court didn't want to hear the case. The Supreme Court in Pennsylvania isn't going to change their mind. So you can claim it's unconstitutional, but that's the law at the time of the election. So come on. But it wasn't. It, that. it was you not a law. Chris, it was not a law. It was an opinion of how the law could it be interpreted. It was a ruling by the Supreme Court. But it was an action by the governor. It was an action by the governor, and the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is heavily democratically controlled. Now, you guys would yell like heck if the Republican-controlled yes, Supreme Court did something. Yes, but that's the only something. thing we have to do. The, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the law, right? If the, Supreme, if the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania says something to the law, it's the law until that decision gets overturned. You tried to overturn it through the Supreme Court, failed. All right, but the simple fact is, if you look at the Constitution of the state of Pennsylvania, yeah, it does the, not it, permit. That doesn't matter. It does not permit any of the things it that does were done. Not matter. Yes, it does matter. In Why? other words, they circumvented the rule of the legislature. The legislature determines how the elections will be run. They determined it. They spelled it out, and the Supreme Court nullified their decision. And the Supreme, the state, the state only the state can pass laws, but. The Supreme Court can change them, right? No, they can't. They can interpret them, but they can't they, change they, them. They, they, they changed the interpretation of them. They changed the law. It doesn't matter, because you, couldn't, you didn't win the court case to change it. Well, we didn't win it because the court's heavily partisan, and they didn't make a fair decision. Oh, and, and that goes for the Supreme Court, too, now, huh? well, you, you in the would, United States. You would that, claim that if, means, uh, if, if Roe, anything they do doesn't count because they're partisan. And if Roe versus Wade were struck down, you'd be on the phone saying, oh, they're a partisan court. They did this terrible thing. They struck down well, my favorite law. Short, they changed it, but it, the law is the law still. That's what I'd say. The law is the law. That's what they ruled. That's the law until somebody changes it again. And I'd work to change it again. But that's different than doing what you're talking about now. And there is no evidence. Nothing in all the states could change. Even Georgia couldn't change it alone. So why put American democracy through this? You can do it after the election, have all the investigations you want, and check your things out. Change it so there's no problem next time. But but to do this political shenanigans just to, what, gratify a president's ego because he might win Georgia? So what's it? Oh, come well, on. So That's let's say we pathetic. have that investigation after the fact, and it turns up massive fraud. What do they do? Pull Joe Biden out of the Oval Office? Massive fraud in 10 days or three days. They had, they had all the time since the election to present their case, and they lost all of them. No, we're talking about what you just said, which you're ignoring yes, your own comments. Just... You said that after the election, there's plenty of time to investigate. I'm saying, what if the investigation turned up? Serious consequences yeah, that would have changed the result the, of the election. Blue, blue, made of blue cheese, and the astronauts sink into it. Your own analogy, so your, your own sur- surmisal, and then you want to change it when it goes no, against you. No, I didn't you. change anything, Joe. Yes, you what did. What did I change? You know, you're saying that we should have the investigations after the fact, and I'm saying if they turn up a no, problem... You should have the investigation. If you have evidence of it that's worthy in court, you present it before the elections call. 
But you said you said go they back and listen that. to the tape. They all failed. Listen to the tape. Now, you said now, now <laughs> right. you you after that you change you look and see if there's anything when you have time for a more thorough investigation. And if there but is that time, mean it's likely there's no evidence of it. But if it. there is, then you're just too late there's to do anything no about evidence it. Evidence of any of it. So doing this is stupid, Joe. You're you're and you just remember what the Germans did. Oh you're run, You're chasing your tail, Chris. I, I hope you. I hope you catch up with your hey, tail. I don't, I'm not a Nazi. I don't hate Jews, but Hitler's been good for this country. Catch up with your tail, buddy. Just <laughs> it's like beating you. Joe. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a good one. You two done? <laughs> this is WKOK Sunbury.